this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This may be or may not be um, your reaction now that you've had a chance to go through it. Um, is it what you thought it was going to be, and are you unimpressed? It, it is what I thought it was going to be uh, in terms of focusing on the payments that were made, the falsification of the records, and really tied to the payment that was made to Stormy Daniels. Uh, in terms of a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little underwhelming. Um, mm. there's, there's not more to it. Uh, there's not more violations, tax violations. Mm -hmm. um, there's not an incredible new set of facts that we didn't know about publicly. It's really the facts of this case as they have existed for basically almost seven years. And Okay, I hate to um, rub people's noses in this, but we told you this was going to happen. This is a total and complete joke. A sick, disgusting, revolting joke. The important things are what Scott Pressler had been working on out in Wisconsin. And if you want to stop this madness, we got to win at the ballot box. Scott Pressler, can you please give us an update? You've been out there for over a month. Give us an update as we get into the early evening hours in Wisconsin, sir. Give us a situation report. Well, I've been knocking on doors today. It is raining. We are having inclement weather. So if you're in Wisconsin listening right now and you have not yet voted, vote as soon as you can because the weather is supposed to get worse don't even wait that you won't be able to get in line by 8 p.m the polls close in wisconsin 8 p.m central time zone once you're in line stay in line it's your right to vote you can find your polling location by going to myvote.wi.gov i'm hearing on the ground that we're doing well in ozaki county now, Ozaki is one of the quote-unquote wow counties. You have Waukesha, Ozaki, and, Wa and Washington. Those are the three wow counties that we need strong turnout in order to win this election. So Ozaki said they're doing well. And again, if you're in Waukesha, we need you to turn out hardcore in this election. And also, I would be remiss not to talk about Northwest Wisconsin. Again, I was just there. I'm hearing in places like Racine and other parts across the state that they're getting hail and other types of weather. We have to come out. We have to vote for Justice Daniel Kelly today, April 4th. What, um, what is the Democrats? I mean, you've been out there. You've put this together. You've been not just knocking on doors. You've got your app where people throughout the country can call and get people out there. When you see the opposition on ground game, what is the are the Democrats have a powerful ground game or are they mainly just done it by putting in these massive amounts? Because people, I think, Scott, are so blown away by the amount of money that's been spent on television. I think there's something like forty five million dollars principally on TV and radio ads. Um, I mean, what is your sense Do the Democrats have a get out the vote machine? And I know you're is there any other get out the vote machine out there besides Scott Pressler? 
Well, I mean, the GOP, I have to give credit where credit is due. Yes, there are GOP organizations. Yes, the RNC has people calling in from Michigan, etc. And you have mayoral races like in Racine and Brown, where we have Green Bay. Now, I've gone all across the state of Wisconsin, and usually when I knock on doors, I'll see opponent literature at some of those doors. I haven't seen any literature whatsoever for Justice Daniel Kelly's uh, opponent. And that, to me, is a little disconcerting because, like I said, I've been in this business for a long time and I've never not seen opponents' literature. And when I was in Madison, which is, you know, the, basically the Milwaukee or the Detroit, um, another city in Wisconsin that's super democratic, I'm hearing reports that there are fewer Democrat signs out than there were in the November election. So is it that uh, people aren't that excited about the Democratic candidate? Is it that they're just trying to spend, you know, $20 million plus on TV advertisements and YouTube in order to get out the vote? I'm not quite sure, but I have not seen a ground game like I would usually see from the Democrats. They're, they're petrified about the TikTok of all of it in, in the University of Wisconsin because people feel in the midterms uh, when they didn't see a lot of activity. It turned out there was these universities at the end, lines around the corner. Do we? Do you have any feel from uh, Madison about the University of Wisconsin? Because at least from the outside, as we've covered it, they've made it all about abortion, right? And are we anticipating another big turnout by particularly younger women, which had been kind of the centerpiece of the, of the Democratic Party? Or do you anticipate that, that this could be tipped by big turnouts from the universities? I did see one tweet that one of the Democrat organizers was celebrating, quote unquote, Gen Z, you know, turning out at the polls. And, you know, I've spent time on four different campuses here in Wisconsin. We went to Marquette University, uh, UW Green Bay, UW Milwaukee, UW Madison. And ironically enough, the most support that we had for Justice Daniel Kelly, where we didn't even receive any opposition, was at UW Madison. De Democrats are definitely working the students hard and there will be a strong push from the students, but don't discount the work that we have also done working with the students to make sure that they're registered to vote. For example, we got a lot of students going to school in Wisconsin that live in Illinois. We have conservative students that we were able to change from Illinois to Wisconsin. And remember, we have same day voter registration in this state. So there were quite a few students that are registering to vote today that will be voting for Justice Daniel Kelly. Scott, last thing, as, as, as returns start to come in tonight, what should this audience look for? What would Scott Presso say, hey, focus on, this is the signal, not the noise? The counties that I'm looking at in particular, we're gonna start with Southeast Wisconsin. I'm gonna be looking at Kenosha and Racine, which we need trending to the right. They should be counties that vote for Justice Daniel Kelly. I'm also gonna be looking, like I said, at Washington, Ozaki, Waukesha. We definitely wanna make sure that we're stopping the bleeding in Milwaukee and Madison. You know, hopefully we're gonna be, the Democrats will only receive 70% of the vote, not more than that. And then as you go up the east coast of the state of Wisconsin, we're going to be looking at Winnebago and Outagamie and Brown. Now in Brown County, we have an important mayoral election where we have Chad uh, Weininger, uh, Weininger, 
and he's running to replace a current Democrat mayor that is embroiled in a scandal. So I believe that we're going to see intense turnout coming from Brown County, which would be good for us, especially if we're able to flip that mayorship from blue to red. And then, of course, we need strong turnout in northwest Wisconsin. So I'm going to be looking in the part of the state at Portage, and I'm going to be looking at St. Croix and Eau Claire Epin, and we need strong turnout from our NW folks. And that's why people can download the application and call Northwest Wisconsin right here, right now. Okay, let's download that right now. Scott, also your social media handle so people can follow tonight as the, uh, as the results, the returns unfold. Thank you. My social media is at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. Getter, Twitter, every social media. Um, if you have any tips, please send me a direct message. My messages are open, and I will be reporting the live numbers as we receive them tonight when the polls close at 8 p.m. Make a plan to vote. Justice Daniel Kelly, myvote.wi.gov. Scott, fantastic work. You've been out there over a month. I know you've been grinding every day, so thank you for our audience. Thank you very much for all your efforts, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. The great the great Scott Pressler. Uh, let's go to Gavin Wax in, in New York City. Gavin, I want to play I want to play a clip about MTG and then come to you for your comments and observations. And the mayor Adams, as you can see, I'm seated here peacefully protesting, but you called me out by name. While you allow crime in your streets and you send your henchmen down here to commit assault against people by making loud noises, assault officers who are doing their jobs trying to keep things civil, trying to keep peace, and trying to prevent violence. Democrats are the party of violence. Uh, Gavin, uh, I know you've done and looked at a lot of protests. We had actually Rudy Giuliani join us in the morning show to do live observations of that as you guys were down there. He has never seen in, in his life, he said a standard rule is to, is to separate the two. It's a First Amendment. You want people to be have a robust protest. They have their voices out there. But the, the basic understanding of NYPD is to keep the crowd separated. You know, the, the pro sides over here, the anti sides over there, you can be loud as you want, but you keep the two groups separated. What happened? Was this done consciously? Uh, I had a chance just to briefly catch up with MTG. She was on the show early this morning, but she thinks this was done purposely. You're, you're the guy in charge. Is that is that the way you call it? Uh, the NYPD uh, did set up a barrier. The problem was it wasn't necessarily enforced, and the counter-protesters, there were only so many of them. There was actually very few of them. It was just a loud, vocal minority of the people there. Uh, and what happened was a member of the city council, a radical leftist by the name of Chi Osei, uh, I can't, I don't know if I said councilman, I think council person, excuse me, because I don't know if he has a gender. Uh, but this individual was there passing out uh, whistles and all sorts of things. And he was pushing through the crowd, along with Congressman Jamal Bowman and, uh, and, and Jamani Williams, uh, public advocate. So the whole thing was just kind of uh, orchestrated by the left wing political leaders in the New York City government. Uh, and they were just running roughshod over things. And even though they only had a few dozen people with them, uh, they were able to make a lot of noise and be very disruptive because, you know, they were just chanting hysterical things and blowing on the, the, the whistles that they distributed. And they made it seem like they were a much bigger presence. But the fact of the matter is, is that in such a blue city, such a blue borough, 
they had a pretty minimal presence there. I mean, they were they were vastly outnumbered uh, by Trump supporters who, you know, this is a city block, Steve. This is a full city block collect on. And we have Trump supporters from end to end, corner to corner. And uh, all they could do uh, was basically chase uh, Marjorie Taylor, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, like a hyena, and and blow their whistles to try to uh, you know silence her voice. But her voice was not silenced. She spoke to uh, over a thousand people there, and of course across the entire world, we had the entire international and domestic press there. So her voice was heard. She came to New York. Kudos to her. I wish more members of Congress had the backbone uh, that Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, has. Hang on, I just want to make sure that particularly, not just our uh, audience across the nation, but the audience internationally, are you telling me at the center of Trump derangement syndrome, when you organized this protest and brought a firebrand like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you have President Trump going to be arraigned, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, you have the New York Young Republicans Club with people like yourself of of a big profile in New York City and people like Vish Bureau. That only drew a smattering. It did not draw thousands or tens of thousands because New York City is the railhead of Trump derangement syndrome because the media is covering this up. There were not thousands of anti-Trump protesters there? Nope. Last time we were there, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, there wasn't a single counter protester. Oh, excuse me. There was one homeless man who lives in the park, uh, he was chanting at me last time we were there. He was actually pretty nice. Uh, you know, I think he just wanted some attention, but he didn't really have any political motivation necessarily. Today, yes, there were some protesters, but I would argue probably 10 to 1 uh, in terms of uh, our numbers to theirs. Uh, they were small. The press wasn't really even interested in them. Uh, they barely went into their cordoned off area. Uh, we had the numbers. The numbers continue to grow through the day. We actually, because we moved the timing of the protest from 12 to 1030, you know, people were coming in kind of at different points. So the crowd just kept building and building and building. But by the time I left, it was like a county fair. I mean, people were, you know, they were there, they were giving out snacks, the, the naked cowboy showed up. I mean, it was a real New York uh, county thing by the end of it. So uh, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see this massive, you know, left wing resist movement. I saw a few local politicians, Democrat politicians, that wanted to get some social media clips uh, for their diehards. And that's what they did. And uh, as soon as Marjorie was gone, uh, they were pretty much nowhere to be found. That's why I want to also uh, bring up that the two, that the council person and a congressman were two senior Democrat elected officials came down and were part of stirring this thing up. Yep, absolutely. They were, they were organizing it, it feels like. Uh, they were passing out the whistles that they were using to try to uh, silence uh, uh, the Congresswoman. I mean, they were part of this entire, you know, little mini attempted protest or counter protest rather. Um, And I'm sure they were aided and abetted in some ways by the press, uh, but the press outnumbered them. I mean, you know, we got, we got attacked last time for our last event because of the crowd size and the numbers. I mean, you can see the shots. I don't know if you guys have the picture, but uh, this was an entire New York city block that was filled Corner oh, no, corner, this is big. 1030. Yeah. 1030 a.m. Uh, lower Manhattan, the, the, the roads were closed. There were suspiciously some delays on the LIRR, which is the train from Long Island. Uh, but still, everyone made it down there and was able to assemble. There were massive flags. So uh, I think they were I think they were embarrassed for their side because their side had such a weak showing. But, you know, I guess a lot of their their uh, their support is AstroTurf at the end of the day. Now, you pulled this together. Eric Adams yesterday, and, and we had Congressman Green on this morning after the talk. She said Cong- uh, that the mayor threatened her. 
you were the organizer. Do, do, you, do you back that up? Do you think that Eric Adams actually threatened the congressman and by implication you and the New York Young Republicans Club for trying to put on a First Amendment uh, uh, event to support uh, the uh, individual who won the presidency twice? Absolutely. There were subtle threats in his uh, his speech. He's trying to act like a mobster, like a gangster, you know, the gangster mayor. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, he's there only talking about us. I mean, he's living. He, he, he knows better. I would I would hope. I mean, he knows this is nonsense what he's saying. We're the peaceful side, particularly in this city. And he's there threatening a city, a sitting member of Congress. He's threatening Trump supporters. He's trying to lecture us in this sanctimonious, you know, uh, schoolyard fashion. I mean, it was totally ridiculous. I mean, the only people that were acting rude and out of line were one, the press. I mean, you have a video of this guy, this this, this cameraman from the press attacking an independent journalist like like a complete lunatic. So that was one. And then you got the other side of it. You just have the few, the the small group of these rabid counter protesters who were down there who were shouting expletives and blowing their whistles. I mean, they were acting like the rabble rousers that Eric Adams accused us of being. But, you know, this is all lost on them. They don't care. They don't care about the hypocrisy or any kind of, uh, you know, standards. I think what shocked people, you know, you've been on the show a, a number of times. You put on these great events. People talk about how uh, the devolution of, uh, of New York City. But I think as, as the charges came out today, people are texting me. My phone's blowing up on people are shocked. To say, you know, Gavin, these guys have been talking about it, but it's actually real. This is a law. This is a town run by Bolsheviks. But walk us through your perception of what today showed the world. And quite frankly, how are we going to get it back? I mean, you guys have this very robust, vibrant club that puts on these great events and you're in people's faces. But how do you actually turn this city around? Because people forget, you know, Adam uh, uh, um, Bragg got 83 percent of the vote, but almost nobody voted. Almost nobody yeah. voted. There's nobody votes anymore in, in New York. So how are we going to turn this around? Well, I will, I will point out that our club uh, was one of the first people to endorse Bragg's opponents, uh, opponent, Thomas Kniff, a veteran, a great guy. He would have been an amazing uh, district attorney. We were the only group that even, you know, door, you know, distributed literature for him on the streets, you know, we're, we're handing out lit at, at, uh, at subway stops. I mean, the party is pretty much nowhere to be found. Uh, in this in this state, but at the end of the day, New York City is a cyclical town. It's sad, but it's a microcosm of you know Western civilization. It's cyclical. It has to get really really bad before it gets better. And we saw this, you know, in the 80s into the 90s with the rise of uh, Mayor Giuliani. You had the rise and fall of Gotham. Uh, you know, a movie that just came out by a good friend of mine, Matthew Taylor, that describes this. It had to get very very bad with the crack epidemic and everything for the city finally to come to its senses and elect some common sense. Uh, leaders. Uh, but the problem was back then, it wasn't even so ideological. It was just kind of just like a non-ideological, corrupt, kind of misrun city. Now it's an ideological, ideologically driven destruction, almost purposeful, of the great American city. And this is happening across the country, but in particular New York. You, you said it. You said these Bolshevists, these, these Marxists, these radical globalist nihilists who are running the city into the ground, and it's not just, you know, your everyday corruption and incompetence. This is purposeful. Some of these people are actually smart. They know what they're doing. And they're deliberately deconstructing society here in New York City. And they aim to do it nationally and globally. And, and it's, uh, it's basically a look into our future in many ways uh, for what they have in store for the rest of the country. So this is the front lines. And uh, as far as turning it around, I mean, I think the cyclical nature, if you are organized and in the right place the right time, when that 
that cyclical nature of history, and in this case, the history of New York City begins its upward trend, you can be there to capture it and ride that trend up and solidify power and then really turn things around. But I also think we're making marginal. I think there's a lot of growth in the outer boroughs, South Brooklyn, Northeast Queens, South Queens, Staten Island. Uh, we're growing a multi-ethnic working class populist party in New York. We're picking up city council seats. I mean, it's a small number, but we have the largest number of city council seats for Republicans uh, today than we have in decades. Uh, so these things are happening, I'll bet slowly, uh, but we're, we're part of that movement. And uh, you can win on the margins, you can grow things, you can grow the infrastructure, you can grow the party. Every elected official you get, I mean, a city council member gets like millions in discretionary funds. I mean, that's real power. That's real influence. And if Republicans are smart and know how to wield it and know how to use it, we can start to block by block, take our city back and be in a position where we could potentially uh, you know, turn it around in a substantive way. I mean, look, even at the state level, Lee Zeldin got what, 47%? I mean, that's unheard of in, in many cases. You know, there is trend lines that can work in our favor. Uh, we just have to be able to uh, seize the day and, and rise to the occasion. I know you got to bounce two, two quick questions. Number one, President Trump, obviously, I think he's going to come back in, uh, comes back in a couple of months. Uh, as the next phase, this thing will take place at the earliest spring of 24, probably even later in the in the during the middle of the presidential election, maybe even afterwards, what do you guys intend to do uh, in, in the future in showing support? Because I anticipate that this is going to get even crazy. Think today's crazy in the middle of a presidential election to have the trial, even to have these that when he's got to come into court to do these filings is going to be more insane because President Trump will be the nominee. Uh, what do you guys anticipate? We're already preparing uh, amicus briefs that we want to file uh, on behalf of the club in these cases. Uh, we're going to do it now at the Supreme Court level. I think we could do it on motions. It's most likely going to go to the appellate. Uh, we'll file it in the appellate. It'll probably go to the Court of Appeals. We'll file it there. Uh, you know, our club led a legal battle against the state of New York to redraw uh, the assembly line. So we have experience uh, working within this system, and we're going to, uh, you know, engage in some litigation lawfare to the best of our ability to help. We're obviously going to continue to stay active on the activism front, uh, you know, drawing attention, building up these crowds, holding our rallies, our peaceful protests. Uh, this is a multi-front war, Steve. You know this better than anyone. So we're going to fight them in the courtrooms. We're going to fight them in the court of public opinion in the press. And then we're also going to, uh, you know, continue to generate the crowds that are necessary to keep pressure on. And uh, we continue to do that, that all of the above strategy you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a miracle cure. I'm not saying it's going to turn this thing around. We have a systemic crisis in this country, in our republic, but we're certainly not going to go down uh, without a fight, without any effort. And last question, and I think this came today from some of the footage that was shown, and particularly what with Congressman Green. Uh, you know, you and Vish and the other folks I know that are associated with the club are pretty, you know, you're pretty tough guys. It's not, but are, are you guys, is, is there a safety issue? particularly when club members and club members who would be female go out to protest? Because it, it was a pretty rough crowd today. The opposition, the counterparts is a pretty rough crowd. It, it's a good question. You know, I've been doxxed. You know, they found my apartment once. They, they littered my neighborhood with, 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 uh, with posters before, after one of our, after our forbidden gala in 2020, where we contravened or contravened uh, the COVID laws. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it this is, this is a tough place to be a conservative. It's a tough place to be a Republican. You need to have a backbone. And I think our board, our leadership team, uh, our members know what they're getting themselves into when they join our organization, when they take on leadership roles. They know the cost 
of being an outspoken conservative and populist in New York City. And I think that's why I'm so proud of my team, that they're able to stand uh, shoulder to shoulder and withstand this. I mean, you know, they come after people's jobs. They dox you. You know, you, you want to hold a corporate nine to five. You want to get your benefits. You want to get your vacation days, a nice six figure salary to pay for your apartment. That could all come crashing down with one bad news article, with one bad uh, Twitter post. And that's what the left does. They target you. They try to take away your income. They take away your ability to earn a living. And that's what they design to silence you, to shut you up. Yeah, you have freedom of speech. But, you know, if you're destitute, what is it worth at that point? So these are the fights we're up against. And we're up against, we're, it's a multi-front war. You've got the left. You've got the uh, Republican establishment, this sort of controlled opposition. Uh, you know, the Manchurian candidates in our own party. And then, of course, you've got the Fed. So, you know, it's it's never a dull moment to be a conservative. And those were the things we were going into uh, this protest fearing. I mean, there's a lot of stress going in there. You have no idea if there's going to be instigators, saboteurs. People are going to throw a punch. People are going to uh, swing. I will say, and I want to say it on the show, that I do admire uh, with the utmost respect uh, the professionalism of the NYPD. I know there are issues. I know they have no institutional support. I know their hands are tied behind their back. I know their hearts are in the right place and they are with us in many senses, but they're unable to do their jobs. And it's sad because they are uh, a great force, a professional force, and they did keep things uh, safe today. And we owe a lot to them and the state troopers and all the rest. But uh, it's a sad day for our city, state and country, Steve. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in the dying embers of a, of a once great republic. I got to tell you, I think uh, from people all over uh, the country, uh, the leadership that you and Vish and the others, the leadership of the club has just been extraordinary. If we had other Republican clubs and particularly other young Republican clubs with the courage that you guys have, because that's what this is about. It's about courage. It, it, I can tell you, it is very tough to be a conservative. It's very tough to be a Republican. It's even tough to be a Trump supporter in New York City because they're all out for you and they got the most radical, dangerous people there that are supported by some of the most radical, dangerous people. Gavin, what's your social media, how they get to the club, how they find out more about you? Well, thank you again, Steve, for having me on and the kind words. You can follow me at Gavin Wax, G-A-V-I-N-W-A-X, Twitter, Instagram, Getter, Truth, all the rest. You can follow the club at NYYRC, the New York Young Republican Club, oldest and largest in the country. I uh, would love for you guys to join, support our mission. We're going to keep up the fight, and we hope everyone else does the same. Okay, Gavin, thank you. Thank you for doing that today. That that protest out there with uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene yourselves was, I can tell you, I know President Trump really appreciate you. So thank you very much from the War Room Posse, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, an historic day, and President Trump is going to address the nation at 8.15 tonight. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in the War Room Battleground in just a moment. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. 
They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. I admit it. I don't make the best food choices. The CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. And it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat, it's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order, plus get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier. You will look healthier. You will act healthier. Fieldagreens.com. Promo code Bannon. Do it today. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve.
War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. As days go where you get arraigned and indicted, a pretty not a terrible day for the former president in terms of how it could have gone. Yeah, things are probably looking up after the former president read the indictment, which his team's going to interpret as thin. Um, and that's going to be their message tonight. I expect to hear him be indignant after a day where he, you know, as I mentioned earlier, was really out of control of the situation. He didn't define the terms. He didn't get to choose the audience he was speaking to. He didn't get to, get to come and go as he wanted to. Now he's back home. He's at his club. He's surrounded by supporters. And even Mitt Romney, a constant detractor of the former president's, came out and said, you know, he's unfit to be president. I don't support him again. However, this is a weak case by the DA. So he's seeing even people like a Mitt Romney give him that feedback. I think he's going to use this moment is a reset to say, my people are with me. They reportedly have raised $10 million in the last couple of weeks since this came down. And it's going to say, you know, it's a, it's a time to be on our side of this because it's a political witch. Does this hurt? I mean, I'm throwing this up to the panel. Does this hurt the other cases uh, right now being pursued? I, I, I worry. I mean, look, if this is the only pebble that gets thrown at Donald Trump, uh, it's a very small pebble. If it's the first pebble in an avalanche, of other indictments that strike more to the heart of, I think, people's core concern about Donald Trump, which is his threat to democracy. So this is the first pebble. The next one is about the election interference in Georgia. The next one is about the, 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 the coup, the insurrection, January 6th. Uh, the next one's about him hoarding these documents and, and why. Then it, it begins to fit. But if this is the only pebble, it's not much of a pebble. And I do think it could, it could uh, uh, the, the backlash against this pebble might cow other people who might otherwise have been courageous enough to step forward. Yeah, I was going to say two observations. First, to, to uh, Alyssa's uh, point, first you know, off, today... Uh, Logan in, uh, in Memphis, our great producer, just, just hang on. I'm going to ask for that to be started again. It was so good. It's so good, I can't wait. Just, just hang on right back to that thing. That's fan. Okay, we have two, I mean, beyond haters. First off, you got an all... You got... You got uh, um, Anderson Cooper comes off the night shift to do it live. Because they think they're going to be burying Trump today. You got the, the Farah girl who was a comms person and now is the king. She's the queen, you know, princess of the haters. She's super hater. She's on ABC The View just to hate on Trump. But the piece de resistance is Van Jones from Obama's White House. A hater. You know, he's, a, I think, the founder of Color Change. He's a hater from what he's an old school original gangster hater. What is Van Jones? But Van Jones is a very smart guy. And he says a lot of very smart stuff on television. And he doesn't spin people. What did he just say right there? He called this a pebble. He said, this is just a pebble. Yeah, you got a problem. If it's a pebble, it leads to an avalanche. And that avalanche has got to be, you know, uh, Fulton County. And it can't be conspiracy. It's got real crime. It's, you know, the, the, the Mar-a-Lago. And you need a crime, not a conspiracy. This is outing them all. Trump derangement syndrome trump derangement syndrome where they they can't get beyond and see what the man accomplished you know we're going to try to get philip patrick on tomorrow morning show gold hit an all-time high why did gold hit an all-time high why did gold hit an all-time high <laughs> because it's for five thousand years recorded history it's been a hedge why we've been a partner with birch gold the last couple of years because we could see this financial system about to collapse like in 2008 and maybe worse and the spending out of control and the inflation out of control and the banking system now insolvent. And you're, they're walking us into a third world war on the Eurasian landmass. 
even if you hated Trump, you just look at the facts of the four years of peace and prosperity he gave you, that he provided. With everything going on in the administrative state against him and all this thing, and every day, Maggie Haber and these people on TV, they're hair on fire. Trump this, Trump this, Russia get this, this, this. He can't go, uh, he goes over to World War One. he does it wrong, and he's disrespectful. He goes to Helsinki, and he's, he's loving up on Putin. Every day, something else. With all that, four years of peace and prosperity, four years including the golden year of, of, of 2019, particularly that Christmas, with increased wages by blue-collar blue workers, I think 10 or 11% with no inflation, no inflation, real economic growth, true economic growth in the world of peace. The mullahs in, in Tehran put in their box, the Chinese Communist Party uh, getting a, a fist to the mouth with at least Trump's first trade deal, and it was not perfect. Remember, I'm the head of the Superhawks. I want to take them down. I think they're illegitimate. It was not perfect, but directionally, it's the first time anybody in this country, any leadership in this country, had the entire whole of government talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party. And then you had the, then, then you had the bioweapon hit us. Four years of peace and prosperity, four years. And even a guy like a Van Jones, who's a stone-cold hater of Trump and everything Trump stands for, the populist nationalist right, sits there with Anderson Cooper because they can't hide it. They can't spin it. That this is a pebble. He calls it with all this hoopla. And this is why I'm not going to be like, we're not going to be like CNN and MSNBC and, and do the, the white Bronco of OJ and follow every second. And there's the plane leaving the tarmac and there's the wheels. He's wheels up now. It's immature. It's unworthy of a great nation. It's unworthy of the audience. You have a lives to live. And we told you this was going to be a fight. But I'll be honest, I, as I am shocked that this is what they brought forward. Why did they bring it forward? In their own mind, in the Trump derangement syndrome mind, oh, this is the first one. We speared, you know, this is uh, Ahab going after the, the, the white whale. And we got the first spirit. And now they're shocked. The undertone there at CNN, the undertone tells you they understand this is so outrageous. This is so over the top. What did they say? What did Forrest say? Oh, his team's going to be telling him it's thin. Ma'am, it ain't thin. This is tissue-like thin. This is not even, even an attempt. This is a sick joke. But in the American Bolsheviks' mind, in the American Bolsheviks, because they don't care anymore, the rule of law and all that is just forget about it. Incredible. You're also going to see, you're also going to see you know, people coming forward about who's really, who can act. The time for talk is over. It's the time for action. Where are, why, why are we still having, why are we having uh, FBI headquarters bigger than the Pentagon? Shut it down. Here's the number zero. Just to crush the funds, cut it off. Go back and claw back every piece of money that was given these people. It's causing inflation. Action, action, action. Where are the stones in the Republican Party? People were sending me today, some Republicans I know, and I, and they respect them. These statements, I said, I sent it back to him. I don't want to hear any more statements. Don't need a statement. I need your action. I need what you're going to do tomorrow. Why don't you recall Congress tomorrow? Stop the two-week break, okay? I know you want to be home. You want to be your constituents. Your constituents say, get back to Washington. Celebrate Easter. Work Holy Week. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wouldn't have a problem with that on the holiest days in the Christian calendar. Wouldn't have a problem with that. Our Jewish representatives in Passover, because it's a crisis, come back to Washington. Seeing what they did today, come back to Washington. 
Call Bragg down here tomorrow. Give him a subpoena. Give the guys of the DOJ a subpoena. This is a ta- time of national crisis. They got nothing on Trump. And the media and MSNBC and Ari Melber and all these hours they spend there and, and Nicole Wallace and they're sitting there with the knitted brow and they're walking through. They got Andrew Weissman. That's psycho. He gets more psycho with every day, every day. And they got all the district attorney, the former prosecutors, the former prosecutors up there and they're, they're talking. It's all crap. It's all crap. Alvin Bragg couldn't answer a question. And it's a disgrace of Harvard to have him as a graduate. That's a disgrace. A disgrace. To have him as a graduate of Harvard Law School. I can't get Dershowitz on here just to razz him on that. How did, how did, how did that guy slip through? He couldn't answer a question. And he's such a moron and a gutless coward. And he understands the flop sweat coming down over that big old face of his. Flop sweat everywhere. He ran off the stage because he couldn't answer any of the basic questions of the liberal legal media that's there. Trust me, just because they're liberal doesn't mean they're not smart. The first question is, hey, I noticed there's no crimes here. Can you help me out? Where I'm looking through this thing. I don't see the crimes. Oh, well, you know, I don't, I'm not really technically in charge. I don't really have to list the crimes. Hello? It's you're indicting a, a, not just a former president of the United States, a guy that won twice in the guy. And let me refer you, Brother Bragg, to the, uh, to the Reuters Ipsos poll, this is not Breitbart, it's not Gateway Pundit, it's not War Room. You got the polls, got him at what, 49%. You got him at, four, the new polls out, National Republican primary, Trump at 48, DeSantis at 19. DeSantis at 19. And he's up or leading a Biden. He's marching back to the White House and you indict a guy in front of the world. How do you think, what do you think they're doing in Beijing right now? Well, how do you think they're looking at this? They're going, we think we won here. If this is the leadership of America that would do this to a leader in the country, in, in the history, think of the republic. Think of, think of the battlefield deaths we've had. Think of people who disagreed politically. Think, think of people that came together to save this republic. They're given the highest sacrifice to, 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 to be able to bequeath this republic down generation to generation. And people, many people who do not agree with you, do not agree with conservatives, don't agree, don't agree with limited government, none of it, that fought and died for this country. Everybody that fought and died for this country to pass it down. Look at this today. This is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. And this is why we didn't play it up and we're going to make a big thing. I told you we weren't going to do every show because there's so many big things happening in the world. So many important things happening in the world. And of course, the moron today, they asked Joe Biden, hey, uh, they asked him a question, hey, are you concerned about AI? You know, you got this thing of thousand top guys in AI said so we ought to have immediate moratorium. And of course, some of the, the really smart guys in AI are saying it shouldn't be a moratorium. It should be a full stop today. And by the way, if we find anybody throughout the world that doesn't full stop today, we should have uh, drone or airstrikes on the data centers to take them out. That's how serious this is. And his response is, what me worry? Oh, you know, I think it's going to try. I think it's going to be OK. I, don't, I think, you know, I think this AI things. Okay, thank you, Joe. That's a, the, the, brilliant, the brilliance just illuminated the, the issue. I feel so much better. I don't think I need my pillow 2.0 tonight. I don't need, Mike, I'm going to send back the pillows. I don't need them tonight because I feel comfortable. I can sleep well tonight because Joe Biden gave me in that deep thought that o- only a Biden can. You know, the, con- uh, the, uh, the concept of a, a, a dumb Mick. I come from a family, oh, well, not, but he, this, he is a dumb Mick. Okay. By the way, can I get my uh, clock over here? I'm 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 blocked. Um, 
I'm on a roll now, baby. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with it. Um, I want to go. Do, do, can we put this poll up? Okay, so President Trump is going to address. He's he's going to address the nation tonight at eight fifteen. I would assume he's going to come in hot. Let me tell you something else about. It. They said he looked uh, the Alyssa Farah, and I know her parents very well, and they're terrific people. World Net Daily. It doesn't get any better than the Farahs. I mean, they are just good people. And I know it breaks their heart. Uh, about their daughter. Um, and, and, you know, she was at one time, you know, close to Trump, and now she's not. She's an apostate out there on The View and CNN spitting, you know, venom. Um, when she says he's not in control, he looked like a Viking walking in there. Do you see that look? He's got the thing like, what are you wasting my time for? And the judge is giving some mealy mouth thing. Hey, he came in like a Viking warrior. Okay, calm, cool, collected. I got this. I don't know if you saw the 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 officer or whoever didn't even hold the door for him. You see the lack of respect for a individual that won the presidency twice and the second time with seventy four million votes and gave this country four years of peace and prosperity. How many times in this nation? How many times in this nation? In tumultuous times, not when the world's on on a roll, but in tumultuous times. How many times does the United States have peace and prosperity? Four years of that. You know how many times I can't, uh, I'm going to have to go back and check. I'm pretty good on the history. Nothing jumps to mind. Okay, nothing nothing jumps to mind. After a couple of devastating wars when the, when the world was kind of flat on its back and these other wars were starting to kick up, but not, not in a time like 2016 to 2020. And look what it is today. You know, Ben Burke on the Real America's Voice in a, in, a, in a gunfight down there in Panama because of the invasion of the southern border down there in the Darien Gap. You got gold hits an all-time day. Gold hitting an all-time is a vote of no confidence in the American dollar. Why did we go back with Birch Gold and start this series a year and a half, two years ago? I said, this is what's going to happen. You can see what's going to happen. These guys are out of control. They're going to spend, and they've got this modern monetary theory. It's an intellectual a substrate to this. And the Federal Reserve, they're just going to have the Federal Reserve, the elite guys, they're just going to keep printing money. They're going to keep printing money. They're going to devalue your currency. They're going to inflation out of control. And at some point in time, because they say, oh, it's 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years away before the world wakes up and wants to get off the dollar. I said, no, no, no. These people, all the people who lead the country, the, the people who work around them all went to Wharton, all went to Chicago, all went to MIT Sloan. They went to Harvard. They got plenty of smart people. Don't think they're dumb people throughout the world. Okay? They're not. These people are cunning. There are a lot of them not good people, but they're playing smart. And not just that, they can run the numbers. They can do the math. And they see what the scam is, and they're not just going to sit there and go, hey, we control the resources. What are these foreign devils control? This, this, federal, this greenback, this Federal Reserve note? What is that? That's why, we, that's why with Birch Gold, I said, hey, I think we can do something and go next level on this. The end of the dollar empire. And we first started, people were going, oh, this is Bannon's hair on fire again. You know, this is another wild theory. Hey, we'll suck on that. Okay, turned out it was not so wild, right? But go there today. You, you owe it to yourself, to your family, to everything you've worked for. You got to check it out. I'm not telling you to buy gold. That's not my, that's not my role in life. You have experts at Birch you can talk to, but you've got to get the information. This is why we had, I've had Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro at Harvard taught the undergraduates. One, you know, it was one of these lectures. That's what happens when you have the graduate school guys go over, particularly to the, the undergraduates in the first year courses. They either come in and lecture or they help the professors. Sometimes they teach the courses, graduate assistants. He's got that strategic macro course up. I think it's 10 bucks or 12 bucks for War Room. Go on our site and check it out. We want to immerse you in information. 
Why do we want to immerse you in information? Because the world's at an inflection point. It's at a crossroads. It's going to be one thing or another. This is what a fourth turning is all about. And today you saw the American Bolshevik aspect of that. Think how we started the show this morning. First off, I'm very proud of the fact that Scott Pressler, a real true hero, kind of a Johnny Appleseed type out there, you know, spreading the seeds of, of, of precinct strategy and, and local engagement and turning this around and getting out the vote and putting a shoulder to the wheel and signing people up to vote and spreading the message. So we had Scott in Wisconsin. Then we went right to Trump Tower, Rebecca Koffler, who does a former DIA senior official, one of the briefers about Putin. You know, she's, she, she left the Soviet Union as a young person that came here. She's seen what the Soviet Union is. She's seen what uh, Marxism is, what communism is, what the Bolsheviks are. And what she called the American Bolsheviks. And that's what we're up against. And President Trump's going to lay it out all tonight. And I'm sure he's going to come in a little hot. And he should be a little hot. But right now, what we have to do is we have to focus. And they're going to come at him because they didn't, not only they didn't take him down, they hurt their case today. So watch out. They're going to get all revved up down in Georgia. They're going to get all revved up there. They're going to tell her, we're going to make you a rock star. They're going to get all revved up on that one. They're going to get all revved up on Jack Smith. They're saying, oh, yeah, you got to have a couple of it. All you're hearing about is conspiracy, conspiracy to do this, conspiracy at Mar-a-Lago, because they don't have any crimes. No crimes. they got to kick up some conspiracy. That's the tone, 100% what you're going to see. And President Trump's going to come back to come on tonight, and I think he's going to give it to you with, right between the eyes with both barrels. Or, as we say down south, with the bark on. So do not miss that tonight. We're going to live stream it. We'll have the, uh, I think, Jane Zirkel will actually be there live. Our own Jane Zirkel will be at Mar-a-Lago. I don't think they're scheduled to take questions. If they do, Jane will have a great one. She always gets uh, asked to, uh, she always gets picked to ask a question because her questions are so good. But uh, Mo and, and Grace Chung, and I know people are slammed, but we'll be up for that tonight. And also to get Scott on and to get his updates on, on what's happening in Wisconsin. It's all important in Wisconsin. Can I play, I want to play the Ron DeSantis. Can we play the Ron DeSantis before we go? Because I think this is very important. Look, DeSantis is starting to is starting to is starting to implode, starting to fade, or failure to launch, or failure to pre-launch. Say what it is. One of the reasons it's not just simply they see they're ganging up on Trump. It's also the fact they're starting to look at the facts. Okay, what are you actually going to do if you're governing? And look, he's had two speeches at 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 Reagan Library and at New York at the Air Museum or whatever it was. These are two seminal spots. These are two important speeches. These are great venues to give the big picture with the details of what you're going to do and how you're going to govern. And it's just a, it's just a continual checklist of like, whoa, and I'm going to do this, you know, and, and I did this with this committee and this PTA. That's all fine. But, dude, you're not running to be the governor of America. You're running to be commander-in-chief and the president of the United States. Let's go ahead and play this, uh, play this spot. Think you know Ron DeSantis? Think again. In Congress, DeSantis voted three separate times to cut Social Security. That's right, three times over three years. Worse, DeSantis voted to cut Medicare two times. DeSantis even voted to raise the retirement age to 70. The more you learn about DeSantis, the more you see he doesn't share our values. He's just not ready to be president. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. You know, I've said this from the beginning, I think, and this is when he was an acolyte of Paul Ryan. I think Governor Santa's got to come and explain exactly what this is because it's just not acceptable. The cuts to Social Security and Medicare are not acceptable. There's so much else in this discretionary budget you can get to right now and you got to get to right now. Okay. Uh, I want to thank uh, Memphis for being on the ball here in the first hour. 
with uh, Real America's was in Denver. We had a little problem. The system went down and froze up. I don't think we missed anything because we wanted to play as much of that. I wanted you to see as much of the Bragg thing as possible. And I think the A block uh, was good for that. I really want to thank Mike Davis for hanging with us and Gavin Wax. And of course, Scott Pressler. So um, tomorrow morning, but okay, Trump tonight at 8. We'll be up at 8, 8.15 to watch that. Make sure everybody watches. You want to be on point. Um, we'll have commentary in the chat room. I'll be in the chat room. I think Mo and them may actually be up and, and giving their own comments. Uh, Natalie is not, they had a problem with her plane today. So a, a mechanical issue. She is not going to be doing Tim cash. She'll be doing, she's going to reschedule. Although Natalie is going to be doing, she's going to host, I think the five in the, the five o'clock show on Thursday and Friday of this week with some very special guests. We got a lot going on. It's Passover week. It's Holy week, but man, oh man, it's a lot happening. We're going to be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Get up on Getter tonight. Make sure you watch this. We're going to be back 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Trying to get Philip Patrick or Birch Gold. We have a lot going on. So make sure you're back here live in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.